Before we begin our Torah study, let's pray together. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu melech ha'olam asher kedshenu b'mitzvotam v'tzibanu la'asok b'divari Torah. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who sanctifies us with his commands and commands us to engross ourselves in the words of Torah. There is a powerful connection between breakthroughs and our practice of prayer and praise. How we pray to God and how we praise God are connected to each other, and both are connected to breakthroughs. As we're anticipating Passover, we want to maintain a kadima, a forward perspective. We want to remember that Passover is a great time to recount what God has done for us as a people what he's done for us as individuals and families, and how he has revealed his goodness to us. So let's turn to Isaiah 43, verse 21, the first verse in the prophetic reading of the Haftorah this week. This week's reading is powerful and will help us see connections between prayer, praise and worship, and breakthroughs. It starts with a statement from God about his perspective on Am Yisrael, the people Israel. Isaiah 43, verse 21. He says, this people I have formed for myself. They shall declare my praise. So let's focus on this statement, they shall declare my praise. Declare is an important word. It means to tell and to recount, to relate to others and to proclaim. It even has a connotation about it that's really interesting, to tell stories about the Lord. To declare, this, the Hebrew word that's translated declare is from the same root as sefer, which means book. So in a way, God is saying, they are my book to the world. Israel is called to be a book with a message, the telling of God's message to the world. God's message to the world is told through the life of Israel and through God's dealings and his relationship with the Jewish people. Now, when we think of Israel, we can include those who are Jews by birth and those who are Jews by choice, and as well, those who aren't Jewish but have been joined to the commonwealth of Israel and to the Jewish people through Messiah. Your life is a message to others about God. Your stories about God's good work in your life are very important. Revelation chapter 12, verse 11, shed some light on the powerful nature of our stories, the words of our testimony about God. This verse declares how the adversary is defeated by the disciples of Yeshua. It says this, they overcame him, they overcame the adversary by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. Our faith in God is powerful when we recognize what the sacrifice of Yeshua has accomplished, what the blood of the lamb means to us. When that is combined with our own stories of God's goodness, the word of our testimony, and when our love of God is even greater than our love of our own lives, this so powerful. It strengthens us, and it not only helps us resist the enemy, it helps us defeat him. Not only do we find strength and power in the Lord, we express that strength and power in our lives. The Jewish people and all those joined to Israel through faith and faithfulness, we have been formed for 
God. What does it mean to me when we read these words for God? It means for God's purposes and for his plans. And so it leads me to ask a question, Lord, how do you want to use my life? Lord, what do you want to spend my life on? Now, that's a very different question than when we ask a question ourselves, what do I want to spend my life on? We come up with very different answers when we first say to the Lord, what do you want to spend my life on? Or Lord, what do you want to use my life for? When we have this orientation, God is at the center of our lives. He's the point of focus for our lives, and we recognize we need God. Now, the second verse of this Haftorah reading moves into a kind of critique or analysis. Isaiah 43, verse 22, says in the Hebrew, karata velo oti, you did not call to me. You didn't pray. The essence, I believe, is you didn't pray aloud to me. You didn't call to me with your voice, you didn't call out to me. And then it explains why. He yegata be, because you were tired. You were gasping or sighing. That's another way of translating the Hebrew. Because you were gasping or sighing instead of praying aloud. It affected your worship. And that affected your life of sacrifice, your life of service to the Lord. So then the passage moves to this important point of focus, our need for forgiveness. The Lord says, I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. Or that last statement can be translated, I will remember your sins no more. We need the Lord because we do sin. Sometimes it's unintentional. Sometimes it's ignorance. Sometimes it's neglectful. And it can even become intentional at times. And that's what the Torah portion is all about. We need forgiveness. So how do we process our failures? One way that people do is just through denial. We pretend we don't have any. But the better way is to deal with them. And that raises the question, how to process our guilt. And I think there are different sides to guilt. One is what you could call legal guilt. I, I did this that was wrong. And another side is our psychological guilt. I feel guilty. And that's connected to a sense of shame, perhaps, or embarrassment. But both of those aspects of guilt need to be dealt with. So how do we get clean? The scriptures are very clear. We confess our sins. We say them out loud to the Lord. We admit them. We don't just think about them. We state out loud our case. I did this because. And we admit our sin to the Lord. And this is also important. And we repent or we turn away. Without this, without the repentance, we may just be trying to fix the psychological guilt and to take some pressure off of our emotions for a while. But we want to set our heart and our mind on something new. We want to focus on the Lord and we want to let his best 
come to mind. Isaiah 43, verses 25 and 26. I just want to read part of that. I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake. I will not remember your sins. Put me in remembrance. Remember me. Bring me to mind. Think about me. And then the passage goes on and it says, let us judge this together. Let us reason about this together. And another way of understanding that is, let us govern over this together. Allowing God to help you govern your own problems and not just thinking that you're on your own or that you have to fix it all by yourself. This is one of the wonderful benefits that we have in our relationship with the Lord. When we think that we have to fix everything by ourselves, we may be trapped in a reality of not being able to fix it by ourselves. Or we may say, it is unfixable, meaning I can't fix it, and then think there's nothing that can be done to fix it. But here's a great prayer. Lord, would you help me govern this so that we can rule over my problems instead of letting my problems rule over me? We can speak what the Lord says for the sake of righteousness. And there are many ways to understand that. I, I think one of the most useful is something like this. I want to line myself up, God, with your righteousness, with your justice, with your goodness. I want the Lord's righteousness to have victory here. And this helps us get victory over the accuser. The accuser says we're guilty and there's no solution. God says we're guilty and there is a solution. We don't need to try to defend ourselves before the accuser. In fact, as I've talked before, we can use spiritual judo on him. We can say, yes, it's true I've sinned. Yes, it's true that I am guilty. But one more thing is true. I have a sacrifice for my sin. Yeshua is my sacrifice. The life of Yeshua was poured out on the cross for me and for my sins. God has given me new life in Messiah. I may not be worthy myself, but God is worthy. He's formed me for his purposes. I belong to him. When we do this, we're remembering that we belong to him and we remember what he has done for us. And we are remembering all of his benefits. And as we remember these benefits, they become powerful and alive again to us. That's what Psalm 103 is all about. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and do not forget all his kind deeds, all his benefits. He who forgives all your iniquities and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with loving devotion and compassion, who satisfies you with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. I want to encourage you, Mishpocha, to get ready for our celebration on Shabbat on Saturday in the sanctuary as we celebrate the meal of Messiah and as we drink from the cup and eat the matzah together and remember all the things that Yeshua has done for us through his sacrifice, through his death, 
and through his resurrection. His victory becomes available to us in our lives. If you can participate with us in person, it would be terrific. If you can't be in person, you can also participate by live stream. And here's how you can do it. When we're getting ready to celebrate Meal of Messiah, make sure that you have a cup of grape juice or a little cup of wine and some matzah on hand, and you can join us from your place as well. Well, I hope you can join us in person for our Shabbat service on Saturday in the Beth Israel Messianic Synagogue Sanctuary. It's going to be a great time with the Torah service and the Meal of Messiah. And also we'll be live streaming the synagogue service too. In a moment, we're going to close with Aaron's blessing and a final worship song. But first, would you consider standing with us financially? You can go to our webpage, bethisraelnow.com slash giving for all the details. And now Aaron's blessing, Yivarechecha Adonai v'yishmarecha, Ya'er Adonai panavelecha v'yichunecha, Yisa Adonai panavelecha v'yasem lecha. Shalom. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord cause the light of his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his face to you and give you his peace. In the name of Yeshua, the Prince of Peace.